Hey there, it's that girl on Instagram who won't stop posting pictures of her food, Krista Scherf. And I'm coming at you from the coronavirus stay-at-home orders of sorts, having been working from home for over three months. I haven't gotten sick yet, so let's keep our fingers crossed. So to give a brief introduction, hi, I'm Krista. I cook a lot and I share my weekly dinner plans over on my blog and post pictures on my Instagram. I'll put the links in the description. And I love wellness. I love running. I love being active in one way or another. I'll probably sign up for a turkey trot again. And I love everything about history. I listen to a bunch of history podcasts, so I thought it would be fun to mix the two and talk about the history of wellness. This is the first episode. So I want to give a somewhat brief overview of what wellness is and how it came to be what it is today. In subsequent episodes, I'm going to delve a little deeper into different facets of wellness to get more information on what it's all about. So don't be too bummed if I don't go super in-depth here. We'll go farther into each topic and a whole lot more of them in other episodes. As a fair warning, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but I love to learn. So I've created this podcast to talk more about what I like learning about. And maybe you will too. If you find this interesting, please subscribe to keep up with the latest episodes. If there's anything in particular you'd like to learn more about in the field of wellness, send me a message on Instagram and I will be sure to add it to the list. So let's get into it. The idea of wellness has been present throughout all of history at least as far back as drawings on cave walls and written history. So if you've seen turmeric lattes, done a yoga class or a video, or heard that licorice can settle your stomach, you've probably been exposed to some concept drawn from Ayurvedic medicine, a natural form of medicine that's been practiced in India for at least the last 5,000 years. And the word itself can be translated as the phrase knowledge of life and is all about creating balance between your body, mind, your spirit, and your environment. And the awesomest part, if that were a word, about it, the most awesome part, is that it's still practiced today. In a similar fashion, traditional Chinese medicine has been around for at least the last 3,000 years and focuses on harmony in the body. If you've had acupuncture, cupping, or heard the idea of yin and yang, you've probably been exposed to some form of it. Chinese medicine is a holistic medicine focused on helping a person to be as healthy as possible and is becoming increasingly common in the U.S. Since then, many major civilizations throughout history have had their own forms of medicine. Ancient Egyptian medicine is said to be what later inspired Greek and Roman medicine, performing everything from surgery and dentistry to using incantations against ailments thought to have been cursed onto people by evil gods and demons. Ever hear of the idea of magical amulets? Thank ancient Egypt for that one. Magic played a major part in Egyptian medicine, if only as a placebo. Medicine in Mesopotamia was well developed around 2100 BCE, but became more refined around the end of the Bronze Age in 1200 BCE. Unfortunately, very few documents about medicine from this time have survived. A lot of treatments seem to have been a combination of spiritual, like religious, and physical treatments, and doctors were either called Asu or Azu, 
if they practiced therapeutic medicine, or asipu or ashipu, which were doctors that practiced religious medicine. It gets a little dark, check out our sources, but we'll get into that in another episode. Now, for the next few thousand years, Western medicine was largely experimental, as technology wasn't what it is today, and sometimes sickness was just chalked up to being due to bad air. So it's frustrating. People depended on doctors. But oftentimes, doctors knew just about as much as the general population. So we're going to fast forward, because a lot happened very quickly, starting just prior to the early 20th century and the development of the understanding of bacteria. So let's skip ahead a little bit, a lot, to get to more of today's modern medicine and wellness. A lot has happened since Egypt, Mesopotamia, China, and India developed their ancient forms of medicine. But never fear, we're going to have more episodes on medicine and wellness throughout all of history, so we'll get back to it. So, wellness. Now, officially speaking, at least in the U.S., the term wellness was officially coined by Halbert L. Dunn in 1959. In a paper for the American Journal of Public Health, he echoed the belief of the World Health Organization that wellness is a total package. Or as he says, wellness is not just a single amorphous condition, but rather a complex state made up of overlapping levels of wellness. So at this time, being well, finally, in Western medicine, wasn't just not being sick anymore. It's how you are as a whole. We're finally catching up. Mental health and wellness was becoming more and more of a thing, really, and was now included in his definition of wellness. In presenting his theory, Dr. Dunn included what he called a health grid. I'll post a picture of it on the podcast page, which explained how he felt a person's environment would affect their overall wellness. So if you had a very favorable environment, say physical, biological, and socioeconomic factors, the help to support how well you were, you'd be more likely to achieve wellness. If you didn't, then, well, you didn't. Something that stood out to me, though, in reading his paper was that the nature of the goal of achieving wellness is ever-changing, ever-expanding, so we'll probably never achieve total wellness, but he says that you can relatively do so. It reminds me a lot of the concept of self-actualization that Mia Thermopolis talks about in the Princess Diaries book series, and how you never really know if you've become self-actualized if it's even possible to get there, but that's for another episode. So basically, all we can do is do our best to be healthy. He also brings up the idea that we can't be well physically if we're sick spiritually, so to achieve total wellness, you have to, as a doctor, take care of the whole person, which takes the combination of biology, physiology, and psychology. The concept of at least workplace wellness came up back in the 1600s from the Italian physician Bernardini Ramazzini. So when it comes to talking about how work affects you, Bernie's your guy. This seems oddly specific. Ramazzini proposed that preventative measures be put into place to help prevent employee injuries and other health problems. However, in 1810, a 10-hour workday was proposed by Robert Owen to help protect workers' well-being. His proposition was shortened to an 8-hour workday in 1817, but unfortunately, most people were still working 100-hour weeks until much, much later. But in 1869, President Ulysses S. Grant declared an eight-hour workday for government workers. Finally! But still, this only applied to government workers. It wasn't until 1940 when the Fair Labor Standards Act was amended to decree a 40-hour work week. 
It was initially passed as a 44-hour work week in 1938, but now employers could officially pay less than minimum wage to people who couldn't do the job in one way or another due to their age, physical, or mental ability, or because of an injury. Now, let's just talk about that for a second. The minimum wage in 1940 was 30 cents. 30 American cents, y'all. In today's currency, that would be $5.50. In 2019, the lowest minimum wage in the U.S. was $7.25. That's crazy. Throughout that whole time period, Westerners' concept of wellness went through a transformation. Homeopathy had been used consistently as the medical treatment of choice for a long time since the 1700s in Germany. In homeopathy, natural materials like plants and minerals were used to help treat health conditions. But in the early 1900s, homeopathy was traded for biomedicine and put on the back burner as a less effective form of alternative wellness. And this time, it was something new altogether. So, biomedicine. The start of biomedicine was basically the start of modern-day medicine. Think about germs and how we're always washing our hands, especially right now with the coronavirus, or using hand sanitizer. Why? The idea that bad bacteria could cause us to be sick only came about in 1864 from the scientist Louis Pasteur. Yep, the guy who invented pasteurizing milk. But this idea was only more widely accepted by the larger community in the 1890s. So while medical surgeons started washing their hands in the 1870s before performing surgery, it wasn't until the 1980s that washing your hands became commonplace in the United States. What? (laughs) So we're here in a world with biomedicine that's ever-changing, ever-developing, and we're placing more of an emphasis on science, how the body works, what makes up the body. And people are more able to choose for themselves which wellness trends or beliefs to follow, whether that means investing in CrossFit classes or using essential oils, going to a chiropractor to get an adjustment, or hey, just going to the dentist. It is truly up to you when and how you participate in wellness, except of course if your insurance covers dental. But this is where we are going to just wrap it up for the day. Um, Right now, I have one request for how you can participate in wellness every single day, multiple times a day. It is super easy. It takes 20 seconds. It will keep you healthy. Please wash your hands. I do want to finish this episode out with something I have been loving for staying sane and honestly for my own wellness right now while working from home for so long. Um, It has been over three months and I have been taking walks with my husband at night, usually after he gets home from work and he's done with his grad school homework. We'll either have dinner before we walk or we'll leave it in the instant pot, hot tip, to cook while we walk and we get to talk about our days. What's been the highlight, the low light, what we want to do this week, etc. It's been really nice to just be able to wind down after a long day. If you've made it this far, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Please subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at History of Wellness and let me know what kind of wellness you want to hear about. What historical medicine or aspect of wellness are you interested? Have a great day, you guys. Stay well. <laughs>